Welcome back to another episode of Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Shelton, with my lovely wife, Aisha Shelton. And we are the host of the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. Uh, we are excited to have an amazing guest this week from the Real Estate Guru PK Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mr. Mario Lloyd. Thank you for having me. Um, Thank what, I, what I was saying earlier, y'all, y'all should be on our podcast. Y'all said y'all going to D.C. this week. We are going to D.C. this week, but we will be back. So next y'all want to so. do next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we can do next week. Well, off is like down the street. So. Just tell me the date and tell Yeah, them. we'll have to look. I'll look at my calendar. I, my October and September. Okay. September and October are kind of stupid. But. We typically record on Wednesdays, so if you can come. Oh, so you want to do it before? Like we do it right before or okay. right after. We typically record it this time. at. So Wednesday. next Wednesday you want to do like at 3? Yeah, that'd be that okay, cool. should work. We'll check calendars. Okay, because I was gonna say I'll check my calendar. <laughs> She's a busy one. I, I am. She I is, am. So tell me, what is Real Estate PK podcast about? Uh, it's about I try to get like cool entrepreneurs. It's mainly people in real estate because you know the name, mm-hmm. so they they kind of gravitate to me. And um, I try to get like entrepreneurs, not just from Houston, Texas, like from Atlanta, California, wherever, and um. They come down, they come on the um, the podcast, and then we talk about their come up and how to make millions of dollars and, like, the ups and downs and, like, marriage. I always ask them, like, you know, the single men, I ask them why, why they're not married yet. Um, I ask them, like, if if their kids wanted, just didn't want to be an entrepreneur, just wanted, wanted to have a nine-to-five, would they be cool with it? Mm-hmm. And the majority they are like no they don't they want they don't want the kids to have a job they want the kids to like work for them or to venture out and, and have be an entrepreneur by themselves what's the pk part of the podcast stand for oh uh, panama kid my dad is from panama oh, oh. see that was a good question <laughs> you said you're half mexican <laughs> i am i'm half mexican and panamanian wait oh that makes a lot more sense half now. mexican half panamanian yeah, my dad's panamanian it, is it is there some afro latino yeah. kind of yeah. stuff in there yeah, my dad's like a black Latino. He speaks he speaks full Spanish. Yes. Panamanians. Yeah. Every Panamanian I've ever met is like black folks. Yeah. I guess I haven't met that many Panamanians. But, but people before. people think he's black because he's like six six, two forty. Yeah. yeah. He's not like, you know, small in stature. So they just think he's like a big black. Six six two forty skinny. No, he's pretty. He's big. He got skinny legs. He got skinny oh, okay, legs. okay. Because six six two forty, like. So let me tell you about exposure and why you got exposure, kids. So where we are in life right now does not look like you know my childhood, right? Mm. And so uh, we had a girl. She was, I don't know where she was from. She was from a Latin country, mm. but she was Afro Latina, and so she kind of gravitated toward the. We in Texas, so in Texas you either black, white, or Mexican. Mm. Whatever you look like, you black, mm. white, or Mexican. Yeah. Whichever you one you look like, that's where you fall. So we were young and like in middle school, and she obviously looked like us, mm-hmm. and so she would gravitate towards the latina girls and we'd be like girl you black you think look at your hair you just like us i mean it was so harsh and when i thought about it as an adult and became more well-traveled and educated i was like damn we was really kind of mean to her so she was like cuban or she was like she was something afro latina but baby girl hair looked like ours i mean she it was but we just weren't traveled and we didn't know anything so when you said you were panamanian and mexican Mexican. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting combination. How your parents? How that? How that happen? Uh, oh, they, they met at Madison High School. Okay. <laughs> so they just not Texas, even like okay. yeah. yeah, my mom. She's from uh, she's from like 
her parents are from Matamoros, Mexico. Okay. Oh, I know people from Matamoros. Yeah, and yeah. then she um she lived the majority of life in California, then they migrated to Houston. Yep. And then my dad's from Panama. Like he came when he was like in middle school. Yeah. And then he went to high school. And then he met my mom. And they like they they kicked it off. But both of their parents didn't like e- like each other. Mm. Really? Were, yeah. So they were kind of like they're like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What about and they your still wife? together to the day? Yeah, they still together to this day. That's What's your so. wife's nationality? She's she's black. She, Just she, like African American. She, she's African American. She's like light skinned though. Her her grandma's like German or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I can't wait to see them kids. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, his that son kid. Look like him. Yeah, he just looks just like me. His, his oh, okay. son just yeah, he like don't him. really look mixed. He just looks light skinned. <laughs> is he really mixed though? Yeah, I guess he, is. he mixed, mixed up, up with a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Some what? I mean, he they they he's they just put black on. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it just, you know, I think after yeah. the time it just washes. That's true. Over yeah. time, that's yeah. true. That's true. So you're in real estate. Yes, ma'am. And your wife is kind of in real estate. She's like a she got a realtor license like a couple of years ago, and she helps me out a lot. Um, but when I first started, she would help me find the houses. Yep. She got like my first like three houses off the MLS, she's like, you know, these are good deals. And I had like a lot of money. I got a lot of loans and credit cards at the same, at the same time. And I just started buying them. Mm. So how did, what did you do before real estate? I was like in and out of jobs. My longest job was at the hospital at Methodist. It was like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, the most paying job I had was like Terminix and Walmart. Those are like the last two jobs I had. Okay. But yeah. you were really like, career driven or anything no nah, i was just going through the motions just paying my car note so what made you want to get into real estate i met this guy um i'm not gonna say his name because we're not cool no more and um he was working on his house by my grandma's house in horn clark and i was doing his bait jobs i was servicing his bait jobs mm-hmm. and i was like talking to him because i was like you know he he souped up the house super super nice like this is before like horn clark was horn clark yeah, yeah. this is like when horn clark the ARVs were like 120 yeah, yeah. 110 mm-hmm. probably 100 and he got like almost 200,000 for the house oh man yeah he got like 160 170 and then the guy across the street got like 200,000 mm. like he they're the reason why he changed the whole neighborhood yeah they're the reason why horn clark is where it's at right now nice so tell our audience about your real estate story, right? They know that the people that we bring on our podcast are typically married, sometimes not, mm-hmm. but um, that they're also in real estate, obviously, marriage and real estate podcast. So what's your real estate story? Um, It was kind of there. He kind of was like, um, what's your credit score? Mm-hmm. Not at the time, it was 770. And his eyes lit up and he was like, um, you know what you could do, to, do with that? You get a bunch of money, start buying houses and do like a big refinance at the end and get like a million dollars. And then he he told me this key thing. He was like, "If you're not like a if you're not a millionaire in five years, you're like a loser." Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> interesting. Okay. So he got he kind of said like a match to my back, and yep. So I got a house like a couple of months later. Mm-hmm. Still working at we well, working at Walmart, and then I met him again, and then I did it. I got like three hundred thousand dollars out and started buying houses. Nice. Okay. So how long ago was that? That was twenty like 2015, 2016. All right, so you six years in. Yeah, I'm six mm-hmm. years in. Are you a millionaire? On um, paper, if I sold all my, liquidated all my houses right now, I'll have a million dollars in cash. Yep. Well, then he was fucking right. And, 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 and that was what you needed. <laughs> there we go. But that, you know what's really interesting about that <laughs> is that everybody thinks you have to be something more than 
what you are, what you are mm-hmm. in order to start or in order to be successful or catch that momentum. And I just think that's a phenomenal story mm-hmm. that you're like, yeah, I worked at Terminix and Walmart and I ain't really have very many career ambitions. Mm-hmm. But then I started real estate and my portfolio is correct. But yeah. there's a couple of key things in that. You had good credit. Correct. I that's true. leveraged your good credit. Correct. And your stable income to create financing that you otherwise wouldn't have. If I'd had good credit, none, none of that would have been possible. Yeah. So you had a hell of a good credit score. Correct. Even with the jobs that you had. So but that's a good blueprint, though, is, right? Because a lot of people tie good credit to like high income. Mm-hmm. And you didn't necessarily have an high income. No, I was just making like 30000 before I started working at Walmart. Exactly. So yeah. you just had great financial skills mm-hmm. to have good credit. I paid on time. Never was late. If I was about to be late, I would go get a loan at a pawn shop like for my TV or my PlayStation and pay my credit card bill on time. Like that wasn't an option. Like I wasn't going to be late on none of my payments. That's yeah. dope. But how many people in our community feel like, <clears throat> you know, I can't start just yet or I got to do X, Y and Z before I can do X, before I can do this real estate thing. And they either never get started or wait a very long time to get started. And I mean, <clears throat> you're an amazing example of like you can start with what you got, mm-hmm. a good credit score. Yes, ma'am. Right. And All leverage that. Quote, start where you are, use what you got, do what you can. That's right. I, I tell people all you need is a house. They get the house first. Everything else is easy. You can get a hard money loan. You could like crowdfund the house. You could borrow the money. You could get a loan on your car. You know, whatever you need to do to fix up the property. Yeah. Did you own the house that you were living in at the time you did that? No, I was living with my parents. parents, remember? Oh, but I thought the first couple of houses your wife helped you find. Yeah, she I was. Find it on the MLS. Yeah, y'all I mean, weren't married. No, yet. we wasn't married yet. Ah, like okay. in 2016, I was still living at my. We didn't get married till 2017. Okay, so y'all got married after you, you know, got the cash. Out. <laughs> yeah. Go She's ahead. like, well, I better marry you, rich man. I put on be a millionaire on my back. I put on the put on the LLC in the beginning though. Like so, regardless, if, even if we broke up, she still was gonna be on an LLC. Like. I wanted to do that for her for helping me out. Here's what I want to know. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> How you know? How did you know that she was the she one? Was the one that you could put on your LLC before you uh, made well, it official. When we when we first met, she was, she started paying my phone bill like from the jump. Aww. So I she was bringing like a lot of value to me. <laughs> <laughs> she would. <laughs> so she was paying your phone bill. What were you paying for her? Don't worry about I'm, it. It don't matter. Guess. No, it doesn't matter. I want to know. <laughs> I mean, our first date, I paid for it, but I was broke, though. I was like, super, super broke. But see, I mean, go Ashley ahead. the classic, go ahead. She, she would drive from like Umbu to like the Southwest side, pick me up, and then we'll go on our dates or whatever. It was because you was Latino. So I have a theory that I live by, and I, I tell this to a lot of young <clears> men, and they don't really. You don't get it when you're young, but a wife makes you better, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you become the man that you have the potential to become, but otherwise wouldn't become left to your own devices. Because if you had it all figured out, you wouldn't get, you know, you you wouldn't need your wife to get to where you've gotten, but you needed her to get to where you've gotten to, and you became better. I needed her to be focused. I wasn't focused until I got married. Even when I was starting in real estate, I still was distracted a lot. You know, I wasn't focused until I got married, and I was like, all right, game time. It changes your your yeah. inspiration and changes your motivation. I was like, you know, I got to build my legacy. I got to, you know, like everybody's looking at me like, listen, it's like I can't lose. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it kind of like put another battery on my back to like make mm-hmm. it make everything happen no matter what. So what do your parents think about you being <clears throat> in real estate? I mean, they, they think it's great. You know, I, uh, I spoke to my sister about it the other day. We 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 bought her a house. Bought your sister a house. Yeah, we we got our hard money lender. We um, bought her house, and 
You bought her house, not we, bought her a house. We bought her house. Well, bought our, her house our, from her. Our lender bought the house that she wanted. She moved in and she's about to refinance, pay our lender off. Oh, all yeah. right. All yeah, right. Without us, she, she wouldn't have been able to because her credit score wasn't good. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, so so my, know, my parents love it because you know I'm help, trying to help out the whole family. Creative and it's easier to refinance than it is to buy new. I yeah, tell it is. That all the time, it is. You they, already own it. They're real, real picky. Like they go through all your financials. They go, especially if 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 H F H A loan. Yeah. Like they're really, really picky. They go through all your statements. They go through all your job history. They ask you where, yeah. why, you know, why wasn't you getting income? You're like, oh, because I got laid off and then I got this. Like, you got to explain everything. Right. Like, that's yeah. hard for people. And then mm -hmm. people don't want to do that. So, you know, she, we were able to get her the house or whatever. So <clears throat> how many houses are you up to now? I, me personally, we like, with our personal house included or, or just a rental sure. property? I mean, you know. With our personal house included, we have nine properties and then we have an Airbnb as well. And the Airbnb is on top of that. Is that arbitrage or That's arbitrage. Arbitrage. How do you like an arbitrage business? It, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> People make it seem like, you know. It's, uh -huh. I look, you better uh -huh. let, not, not let that internet get you. No, I know, like, I, you already got got. I was listening to your interview on, uh, on the poor horseman, and, yeah. and it's not it's not that passive that people make it think. It's not passive at <laughs> like, all. They called us like two, three times at like at four in the morning because they 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 locked the top lock and mm -hmm. we had to go let them in. So yep. it's like if we were sleeping, my phone didn't ring. They would have been stuck out. They would have given us a bad house. review. You yeah. got to get great reviews at all times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If soon as you don't, you you're not on the top tier and they're not going to like promote you. And at we're all. not in the touristy market, so you don't have that many chances. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you get several bad reviews, you might be out the it's game. It's over. Yeah, it's over. So yeah. and you and then. No matter what, your, your landlord was like, where am I running? I don't care if yeah, you yeah, you money. You're not that. supposed to do that anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> what you supposed to do? Not you're not yeah. supposed to do it. <laughs> exactly. So, and then if they really want to be spicy, they could they could evict you at any time. If they not true. If they don't like, you know, how you're running it, they yeah. don't like, they feel like it's too many people in and out of the house. And here they, you are stuck with all this furniture and exactly. all this stuff. Yeah. You got to either sell it, you're going to take a loss on that. Yeah, you're gonna take a loss. And trying to sell furniture is not for the weak at heart. I tell no, you. It's when not. we when we liquidated our Airbnb business, like we sold the one house we sold. One house we sold with the furniture. Yeah, that's true. We was like, if you buy this house, you gotta take you gotta all take this. the furniture with you. So they didn't want it or they wanted it. They, no, they so we baked it into the sales price. We, we made <laughs> through appraisal. Okay. Um, we didn't take a loss on it, but we didn't make as much as we would have sold it individually. If we would have sold it individually, but, but it was too who much wanted to, to do all of that. Yeah. And the house was already staged. The house was already like it was beautiful. We literally too. like walked out of our Airbnb. It's like we had a late night call. We were at the movie. She was pregnant. Um, in um, the toilet, we had a three one for, and we owned it. The good thing about our Airbnb units mm -hmm. is we owned it. So. The toilet supposedly went out. We're at the movies. It's midnight. I'm like, shit, I don't have my tools. I don't have nothing. I went to Walmart, bought tools to go fix this Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I left her at the movies. I was like, watch the movie. I'll go fix it. I'll come back. And I went and literally somebody just didn't jiggle the handle. Ah, you see. And I went back and picked up. She's like, sell those goddamn houses. Yeah, I was over it. <laughs> she was over it. It was, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. We were at the movie and you literally had to drive to the Airbnb, which was about 20 minutes away yeah, from the movie. Minutes, so yeah. you were gone an hour. And I stopped by Walmart. 
Mm. Yeah. So I had to stop by Walmart and buy two. Buy it was tools. too much. It was it was entirely too much. But like, my wife is on the same page. If it wasn't for me, we would have sold everything. We'd have been liquidated everything. <laughs> everything. Um, I think so because like a lot. She don't like tenants either. She don't like. She tenants. never wanted to do tenants. She only. Really? She wanted to flip. Uh, She's wanted to flip, and I was just y'all like, flipped some. Yeah, we we flipped probably like a li- five six properties, and we wholesaled it as well. We we done a little bit of everything. Yeah. So um. But she just wanted to flip and just stack the money up sky high. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I felt like... Um, but then your taxes and stuff. Correct. Like, yeah, you get and all that, that money 1031 in. 1031 insurance. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So I want, like, I wanted to leave stuff to my son. Like, I didn't want my son to be like me where I just graduated from high school. And I'm, I don't know what I'm about to do. Like, like he got everything he wants to do. Whether he wants to be an entrepreneur, he wants to be a landlord. I could give him a house or two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want. He could go travel if he wants to. And see, that's power. You know, we we talked about it in the last episode, but we sat down with a couple who the wife's father owned 40 properties. So when they sat down with us and they're like, <laughs> we want to find out how we can get into real estate. I was like, well, either thing, go ask your, your daddy for a house. Say, and within 30 days, they had a house because she asked the daddy for a house and he sold them on good terms, yeah. one of his vacant rentals. It's the easiest way to get in real estate if your parents are in real estate. Exactly. Well, and the beautiful thing was he sold it to him, right? It wasn't like a, here, baby, here's Here a go, house. Like It's it, yeah. like, hey, come do what business people do and do business. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, because I'm your parent, can give you a good deal, a deal that you may not get out in the world, but also it's still business. You still mm-hmm. gonna go and do all of the necessary steps in order to conduct real estate. And I think that's amazing. Your thoughts on you know what you want to pass down to your son or whatever. So I'm gonna flip the script on you. <laughs> you ask your guests, you know, how would you feel if your son <laughs> wants to do something different? Okay. So what would you? How do you respond to that? That's fine. That's fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be tripping. Like if he wanted to. Um, if he just felt like it was convenient for him to have a job at Walmart, that's fine. Okay. I'm not, I, like, whatever he feels like he wants to do, I'm pretty sure after, you know, his manager curses him out a couple of times, he's going to come He'll be like, I don't got to do it. I got to put up with this. Exactly. I'm take this. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Take this. I'll tell you, and Kevin, I'm going to ask you the same question. So I, we'll go like this because I don't know <laughs> what your response is, but I want my kids to have the freedom to, do stuff but also know that there's an expectation that you come back and you know run this business Correct. right so you can be i want you to go to college i want you to have a good time mm-hmm. i want you to travel the world mm-hmm. but i also want you to just groom yourself and get prepared mm-hmm. to because what we build in mm-hmm. is bigger than just me and your father and it needs there needs to be some kind of succession and it may not be all of them but see that's the beauty of us having multiple kids mm-hmm. There is a I, I can't predict the future. See how she did that right there. But there is, a, there is at least one that I'm sure will step up to the plate and run these companies. She has the kind of personality that I think will, and you know that's where knowing your kids comes in. But what about you? What is your expectation? So this is my personal philosophy: they can do whatever they want to do as long as they run real estate too. <laughs> So what like, if they don't want to though? You don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll give you an example. Okay. You pay your light bill, right? Correct. You don't have a choice. Correct. Same thing with running real estate. In this household, we serve the Lord and we run real estate. But and I think it. it just comes natural, right? Like if you look at, for example, the Trumps. Mm-hmm. Everybody has some kind of hand correct, in real correct. estate. Now they may be attorneys, they mm-hmm. may do all these other kind of things, but what but we what we know is that 
wealth is passed down through real estate and you know you build wealth through this and so i'm giving you a gift because not everybody has this gift i didn't have this gift you didn't have this gift so it just i feel like wealth begets wealth Mm -hmm. and so because it's what we do you'll naturally it'll be like nothing for you It'll yeah. be like, it's like you acquiring a rental. It's like nothing. You're like, oh, yeah, I got Because essentially, rental. it's just an investment, right? Mm-hmm. Like managing rentals or knowing what a deal looks like, how to manage a property, how to liquidate and, you know, uh, acquire property, stuff like that. It's just skills. It's tools in your tool belt. So they have to basically be raised with these tools in their tool belt that they use to sustain their life. Like our oldest wants to be an actress. And I told oh, I said, look at the That's salaries cool. of actors, right? Look at working actors base salaries not the people you see oh, on tv but a working actor yeah. it's like thirty thousand dollars a year so mm-hmm. i was like so most actors in la whatever whatever they might be waitresses mm-hmm. and bartenders and baristas and whatever i said but if you had rentals you don't have to go do that and now you have the choice to whatever acting whatever you want to go do you don't even have to make the money from it you can build your career how you want to because you have the freedom of this financial back but here's the blessing in that too because she'll have parents that are savvy enough to be like okay we're gonna buy you a house Mm -hmm. and now you are actress and you're a waitress you know making money but you don't have to worry about your housing expenses because now you can lease your rooms out to roommates and make money in that regard not everybody has that opportunity right most people go to LA and they like I'm trying to make it and they literally living with 12 people trying to make it you can have an asset and rent a room out so it's just you have greater opportunity because of what your the path that your parents laid through real estate Mm, you know and I want to touch on one thing you were talking about you stayed at home with your parents until you got married well that was a a blessing and an opportunity Mm -hmm. but if your parents put you in a duplex before you got married and your bills were being paid by your tenants and they taught you how to manage property. Mm-hmm. Isn't that equally as valuable? I would have got a head start. Exactly. Yeah. So I would have wanted start. to keep on duplicating. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. So mm-hmm. if we can give our children the opportunity to, while we're still supporting them, right, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be in our household, yeah. right? We got multiple properties. Like you can be in whatever one of these households you want to be in. It doesn't have to necessarily be under our roof, but teach you how to fish versus you just, you know, getting some fish on your plate. Like, no, you got to do some work. Look, they're going to cut some grass. They got to manage this ranch. They got to do, you know, I'm I'm excited for our son to grow up because he got to get into dually. He got to take stuff to and from the ranch. He got to manage property. You got to run, you know, construction sites. Even our oldest, I told her, I said, you can buy whatever car comes from your investment. Now, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to finance your investment, right? So you don't have to go get a hard money loan at 16 or whatever, but you have to identify a property. Mm-hmm. You have to flip or turn that property into a rental it and gotta refinance be it. Not, I, I mean, ideally it's in Houston so you can put your hands on it because mm-hmm. there's a tactile part of that. But mm-hmm. also we can be your lender. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And we'll be your lender. Mm-hmm. And then whatever proceeds you make from that is that's how you buy your car. And you got to do that 16. Mm. But that skill set, it'll multiply throughout the rest of her life. So what would she say when you told her that? Okay. <laughs> I mean, because she we started when she was like six. So well, oh, for it, real? It mm-hmm. makes okay. it 
it makes it attainable, right? Because you're like, yeah, my parents do this all the time. Like my parents do this every day. Yeah. It doesn't seem like some huge feat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. So your for your kids, for your for your son, it mm-hmm. won't seem like a huge feat. Cause like, yeah, my daddy did every day. Mm-hmm. My kids be like, what did Austin say one time? Can we buy that and build such and such and such? Mm-hmm. I'm like, and the oldest yeah. be like, oh, we could buy an old house and just fix it up or yeah. whatever. And then the son every time. So I bought him a, a bunch of construction books. Right, there's mm-hmm. a. You know, I'm a builder by trade. Yeah. So for me, I love the construction aspect of it. So I see that gift in our son. So I bought him like Goodnight Construction Site and all these like children's books with heavy equipment, things like that. So now he passes a construction site on a freer. He's like, that's like my book. Like They're building this. That's an excavator. That's a skid steer. Yeah. And he knows I'm a builder. I had him saying it the other day. I had him go tell his mom. I was like, say, I'm a builder. And he's like, I'm a builder because perception is reality. So if you perceive yourself as something, you can become it. Right. So the easiest way for me to ingrain in him to become something is to feed him that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And as he grows, he'll go, but I am a builder and I can and look at, you know, whatever. So that's the benefit of the exposure of all the things that you're doing now. It does feed into your children. Yeah, like he he's gonna definitely be working with me, like when I demo and everything. Like, yeah, cause you little. do a lot of work yourself. That's the argument, man. You always yeah. had. I'd be like, you're doing too much stuff yourself. Oh, please! I had to show you that. I know. I shared okay. that information to him. Did I? He painting houses and laying tile. No, nah, I'm not laying tile. I'm, I'm painting houses. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I saw you buying some tile stuff at Home Depot. Yeah, I, I, I buy it, and then Give it just it. saves me money because okay. they want to upcharge you when you yeah. buy it. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so, so I buy it and I, I drop it off. Yeah. What is the future for the Lloyds? Uh, the future is like right now we're looking for land. I want to like start doing duplexes and fourplexes mm-hmm. and. Hopefully, like like I said on the last podcast, we'll have a building that says like Lloyd's or whatever, like like there the Trump Towers or whatever. Yep. And then like like my son will, you know, he's not gonna have any limitations in his head that anything's possible. <clears throat> and then for married couples that are out there, you know, people watching this podcast, we married, you married. What would you? What advice would you give to married couples that are trying to do what, what it is that we're doing? Um. Mainly for for men, I'll just be like, if if she's the one, like stop wasting time. Period. Because <laughs> you, you know you uh, like even if you think you're focused right now, tell your marriage it's it's like another focus. Mm-hmm. Clip that. That's uh, that's clip. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a tunnel vision. It's like a um. It's like a superpower almost. Yeah, it is. Having a wife is like a superpower. It's a cheat code. <laughs> it is a cheat code. It's a, cheat code. But that's a biblical cheat code. Correct. You know what I mean? My father says it all the time. He's like, you know, one person. Um, there's another version of this, but he says, <laughs> he said, one person can move, you know, only so much, but two people can move mountains. Correct. Right. And then to, to give the updated version of that, oh, it's God. like two people can move a couch real easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, it's easier when you have somebody to bounce ideas off, to mastermind with, to work with. Fellas, um, stop wasting time. Yeah. Like y'all missing out on the millions. Stop holding yourself back. And stop wasting these ladies' the time. Yeah, and quit wasting these girls' time. Hey, especially if she a good girl. Oh, okay. Soapbox. Anyway, <laughs> I am so appreciative that you took the time. How, how long y'all been married? 
Uh, six years, so six seven years. years in oh, March. six years? Yeah. yeah. For real? Yeah. It seemed like y'all like in the tens. And That's I, because so, <laughs> Tomboy knew. Look, so I'll, I'll say this, and I've told our story before. Within six months, okay, uh, she changed my entire life. Now, this is my second marriage. So my first marriage was horrible, but it wasn't the institution of marriage. I still got a lot of the, the benefits of it. Great. It was the person I was married with. If you're married to the right person, yeah. everything turn up. That matters. And it becomes a different level of animal. Like uh, Kobe Bryant say, you're a different level of animal while being the same beast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like literally it changed my life mm-hmm. being married to her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I've never talked to another human soul as much as I've talked to this lady right here. We spend the better part of every day together, probably 18 hours every day. Um We'll be we just passed our eight year mark together and it seems like forever and I can't wait for tomorrow oh, every day. Right. Nice. So it's fire. It's absolutely fire. And she's fine. And I like that. Thanks. You are too. Mm. <laughs> no, but, nah. but we uh completely appreciate, like sincerely appreciate you sharing you your story. Get the on. Definitely gotta she, get she'll the come next on. time for Yay. sure. I am totally an advocate of bringing people back, especially when we have such great dialogue and great chemistry. So Thank you have you. to promise to come back. Nah, will, have no you problem. had your wife on your podcast? Nah, she she don't she she don't really want to be on on camera at all. Oh, I got oh, that. Damn. Then she probably won't be on ours, tell but that's okay. Th- tell her where. No, no, she, she she'll come on y'all. She'll come on y'all. <laughs> tell her to wear the Kanye mask. She's like she's like an introvert at heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, if she if she will grace us with her presence we would love it but honestly thank you i thank y'all for having me seriously no no bet bet so So uh, next wednesday next wednesday we will be on the real estate guru pk podcast uh check us out and this has been the marriage and real estate podcast it's kevin aisha mr mario lloyd thank you uh we are out